no mai haere mai, ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel, RNZ National, Wallace Chapman here. Uh, traffic for you, a multi-vehicle crash is blocking the right southbound lane between Takanini and Papakura, past the scene with care and expect delay. So that's uh, State Highway 1, Southern Motorway. Today on the panel, Wellington Council's plans to, pol- um, to um, introduce a rental inspection service. It's uh, a, a new undertaking. The city is possibly the hardest rental uh, market in the country. And if it goes ahead, this will be a New Zealand first, a pilot. And perhaps uh, the greatest power ballot ever written. We talk about that uh, at 4.30. Also today, a parliament, uh, a petition rather, delivered to parliament yesterday for New Zealand to stop sending our plastic recycling to countries like Malaysia. One New Zealand-based Malaysian said, it's got to stop, deal with your own rubbish. And we come back to the Religious Studies program cuts we talked about yesterday, a bit of response on that, including Darren. He said uh, taking Religious Studies helped uh, inform his life as a detective. And the moment has arrived. Pratik, with his third Taste test. Office manager Pratik uh, ate his first fijoa for us. He ate his first passion fruit for us. Today, what will Pratik be tasting? Don't go anywhere. That at 25 past four. With me today, Nikki Pellegrino, author and journalist, whose novels have been translated into 12 languages. Kia ora, Nikki. Hello. That's incredible. About 12, roughly. I'm not good with numbers. That's amazing. Well, congratulations. Also, Sam Johnson, Director of Projects at Still. He's the former Chief, Chief Executive of the Student Volunteer uh, Army. Um, how are you, Sam? Good afternoon. I'm really well. Thank you. Good to have you here. Uh, now, by Great the way, that crash I mentioned, uh, that crash, uh, I, I understand, it cleared around half an hour ago, so I do expect delays. And keeping you up to date, Auckland Budget has passed a proposal to sell 7% of shares in Auckland International Airport. They do own 18%, so the deal will see more than um, the eight hundred more than eight hundred million dollars of debt paid. Nikki Pellegrino, you're a ratepayer. How do you feel about that? Striking a good balance? Well, I worry about elderly people on fixed incomes and how they are going to afford these rates going up and up. And if they've owned their houses for a long time, their rates have already increased along with the value of the house. So I just wonder if Auckland's going to become an unlivable place for retired people if they're all going to have to sell up and move off, which would be sad for our community. And would that include you once you get into the retirement age? As an author, you might go, you know what, Fakatani sounds more appealing than Auckland. I don't think I can ever actually afford to retire because I'm a writer. But yeah, I do think mm, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't be able to afford to live in Auckland. What about I'm you, Sam? Old. I actually watched a bit of the debate this afternoon on Auckland Council, and, and gosh, it was close. They've spent a lot of time getting there. Um, so I actually thought they would have sold more of the airport than what's come through, uh, and I was worried about the rates increases. It's already pretty expensive for anyone who lives in mm. Auckland. So I'm just pleased they actually got to an outcome. It's a big process, and you know, well done to the councillors. Um, but I personally would have preferred to see them sell a little bit more of the airport than what they ended up doing. Well, there you go, Auckland budget. Uh, as part of the proposal to sell 7% of shares in Auckland International Airport. But jumping into the Friday Mailberg, as we always do, Peter Fafiu came on the programme and said that we need to remind ourselves of three little 
words. Those are, and I keep forgetting them uh, across the course of the show, but they are because I've written them down now. Please, thank you, and sorry. It's a reminder, Peter said, that manners can take you far. Here's one. I caught the bus, which I rarely do, this afternoon from Green Lane to Point Chev at 3.22pm, and it was packed. It was wonderful to witness the amount of people from school kids to adults who called out thank you to the driver as they exited the bus. Also those that gave up their seats for those older than themselves with no hesitation. Another one, I've got to disagree with the panel. Up here in Whangarei, we've all become more respectful to each other since COVID. And another one here. Uh, I've just had a visit to work and income in Durham Street, Christchurch, and I was greeted beautifully. And on leaving, was thanked for my patience. Not my favourite place to go, but so much better than I've experienced in the past. So around the panel, Sam, you first. Is manners uh, an important thing to you in the modern era? A please, a thank you, a sorry. Oh, um, well, it's absolutely. I think uh, manners are underrated, and I think chivalry is uh, incredibly important. And I think teaching uh, anyone older and younger the, the importance of all types of manners, from uh, manners on the bus, and I catch the bus every day, and it is great to hear the please and thank you. For the um, t- table manners and actually just uh, be- being polite, I think we have lost our table way a little bit. And- what do you mean by that? Exactly, no, like no actually how to, eat, how to be respectful. <laughs> what, what, so why, table, why table manners? What, what, what's about, you, are you talking about um, your fork, your knife in the right place, napkins? Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, my American husband uh, can't stand those, those sort of funny rules that are kind of British and colonial, so maybe not so much that, but more just the, the, the um, you know, don't scoff all your food and just, just be... Just be civil, just be nice and, and be pleasant so the people around you actually enjoy being with you. And I think that's the thing. It's about making the atmosphere that's actually comfortable and safe for everyone to be in um, and feel like they can relax and actually you get better conversation and you get a better sort of feeling. So I just like Good that, point. whether it's on the bus or at a table, uh, to treat other people well and mind your manners. He's got I'm, a point, hasn't I'm he? I'm going to be contrary because I'm on board with please and thank you, but I'm actually trying to say sorry less often because I think women particularly we apologize a lot of the time when we really shouldn't so I'm really sorry I can't make that meeting and I'm really sorry I can't do this that that and the other I'm trying to only say sorry when I actually am sorry and I think Hmm. it's a middle-aged thing I am less interested in unnecessary politeness hang on have you missed the point of the whole thing a little (laughs) sorry uh, goes a long way a sorry doesn't need to be gendered when you are sorry, but when you're just using the word sorry in a sort of cringy way, I just don't think it's necessary. We, I'm just being, my producer's dying to jump into the conversation. Run on! Um, <laughs> I'm a lot less sorry than I used to be, but I'm totally on board with please on. and thank you, and not eating with you, your mouth you, open. You, you on the panel are politicising the word sorry. I'm not. I'm just. No, it's overused, though, Wallace. Just we, saying, we overuse Wallace, I agree. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying give words their power. I'm a word person. Give sorry its power. Don't overuse it. All right. Okay, look, um, uh, Jana's on board, Sam's on board, a producer on board with you, so there you go, Nikki. <laughs> Let's jump on through. What do you think of that, um, uh, that actually sorry is overused, uh, says Nikki <laughs> Pellegrino. Text me 2101. Gosh. Now, <laughs> the other interesting issue that was uh, raised – Oncologist, senior oncologist Dr. George Laking said vaping is not without harm, but it pales into comparison with the dangers of smoking cigarettes, which kills 5,000 New Zealanders every year. Now, that comment 
drew a lot of feedback. Smoking ultimately kills at least half of the people who don't quit, correct or not? Oh, absolutely. This is the thing that like has me perplexed. Uh, in, in, in the middle of the concern about vaping, uh, people just seem to have forgotten how incredibly bad for health smoking actually is. <laughs> so I've, I've always taken the point of view, uh, there's, there's, there's two things to be concerned about here. Death and illness from smoking and addiction, especially in young people from vaping. We'll begin, please, by fixing the thing that's causing death and illness and, uh, and we can certainly follow up and address uh, the addiction side of things in due course. But in the meantime, the idea is to strike some sort of a balance. And Joe says, come on, guys, it seems obvious to me that there's very little data on vaping. It's early days yet. We need to see years of data before it can be shown that vaping is benign. So uh, briefly around the panel on this, because this has been a, uh, a topic of conversation amongst teachers, Nikki, principals, parents... Otherwise, So I've actually written quite a lot about this for the listener. Yeah. I write about health and for Newsroom as well. And I interviewed a scientist who said smoking is the gold standard of harm you can do yourself. But that doesn't mean that vaping isn't bad for you, that there's a lot of chemicals. Essentially, the only thing you should inhale into your lungs is fresh air. You know, pollution is bad for you. So I think we have to not sort of conflate these things. Just because smoking is bad doesn't mean vaping is good. Vape, we've created a, a generation of vapors, and potentially there is going to be a health consequence to pay for that if AI hasn't wiped us out by then. Okay, Sam. Yeah, I, I was, um, I've talked out a bit about this as well, and I was really annoyed why we didn't predict seeing what was going to happen with vaping and why we fell so out of step with Australia. I was in Queensland, Queensland and Brisbane last weekend, and it's really obvious a lot more people were smoking there, but there's a lot less vaping. And, and there it's a prescription-only medicine uh, intervention, and I guess you don't see the vape shops everywhere, which you see in every nearly every corner in New Zealand. So I just it really annoys me. I'm happy the government's done something. I think they did it too late. I think the last government really, um, it was national government, then who who let vaping come in in the way that they did and it's just a big misstep for New Zealand I think All right, Uh, and needless to say and as you'll know there was a lot of comment about Chris Luxon uh, his throwaway comment about we need to have more babies a joke apparently Ralph says I wonder if Mr Luxon uh, has thought about why increasing New Zealand's population might not be a great idea in the face of worsening climate change and one or two other challenges and I have just opened uh, the text machine here. Yeah, okay. Uh, and it's absolutely chocker with people who agree with Nikki Pellegrino. <gasps> what? Yep. <laughs> um, I'm a thought leader. Who knew? One amongst many, Debbie. I could not agree more with Nikki. Sorry is much overused, and more often than not, yeah. it's insincere. Use it only when truly sorry for something you've done. How about that? Well, that's good that I'm not alone. <laughs> You're not alone, Nikki. Not on a Friday out. Not not on a power bit of Friday. All right, time for I've been thinking. Um, who wants to go first? Why don't you take it away, Nikki? Well, I've been thinking the National Party's all gone a bit Handmaid's Tale. But you know, we've had Christopher Luxon's joke that we should all be having babies. Um, hot on the heels of him saying that he's going to make it more expensive to get contraception. It's going, you're going to have to pay a prescription charge. And, of course, we all know his stance on abortion. And I understand that economic growth and population growth are tied in together and we don't want our population to dip too much. But I don't understand why we can't just import people. 
because the the, the global population is is tipped to grow to was it nine billion Look, people by twenty uh, fifty? Let's get some perspective around this. Let's import a few. Okay, but let's get some perspective because you said they're becoming like the hands made tail party. Firstly, that's offensive, is it not? Do you think? Uh, well, I'm quoting Nicola Willis mm. to have my party likened to a terrible kind of ap- apocalyptic show is just pathetic. Really, it's the kind of thing that if my kids did to each other in primary school, I'd say, "Come on." actually talk about the issues and be sensible. Well, she's hardly going to say, well, it's a bit sinister, really, isn't it? She's hardly going to come out and no, say that. No, nevertheless. Wallace. Come on, it is, it is interesting. I chose not to have children, and when I did so several millennium ago, um, there was a sense that if you didn't have kids, you were somehow selfish. And I think, actually, we don't want to go back there. We want to, obviously, people have a right to have families, and we should absolutely support that. But we should also support people's right not to have families, okay. because this planet is going to reach peak human quite soon. I have a sense that you wanted to jump in, Sam. Uh, yeah, I, no, it's a, Nikki, you're, 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 you're a journalist and a, a, an author, so words matter, and, I, and uh, um, I'm not saying they don't, but I don't think what Christopher Luxon said was meant in that way, and I think it's too extreme to say National Party is like the handmaid's tale, but they have had a shocker of a week, so um, I can see why you're saying that, um, but I just I think we've got to... Let's not try and paint them like that or, or try and excuse that that, that sort of um, rhetoric's going to come out, but they should be more careful in what they're saying. But also, I mean, they're not exactly making it easy for people to have children when they do want them. I read a story about you, Sam, where you were struggling to get oh. surrogacy. <laughs> you, should, you should see the letter I'm writing to Oranga Tamariki now about the horrific process that gays have to go through to, to adopt their own genetic child. I mean, that's a, there's a number of issues there that we've just fallen behind. And, you can talk uh, about and, that and on the <laughs> but I want, to squeeze in, I want to squeeze in your I've been thinking, Sam. Oh, sure, sure. I'll be quick. So um, I'm director of Project Still, so we're a family office uh, entrepreneurial venture, and we're the new owners of an old magazine called Metro Magazine. Um, so speaking to two media icons. Uh, I'm a subscriber. Um, it's that... <laughs> well, it's amazing. So, it's, so for those around the country who don't know it, it's been part of the uh, largely Auckland fabric since the early 80s. And it was saved by amazing guy Simon Chesterman at the collapse of Bauer Media. Um, and it's a really fascinating, multidimensional read about culture and politics. And um, with, I guess as a former NGO chief executive and founder uh, and, and having done a lot of fundraising work and with all the arts cuts at the moment, it's a hard fundraising environment out there. I just think Metro is a beautiful example of a of a wonderful cultural contribution uh, to New Zealand that actually um, has been through a lot of strife and it's sort of come out on top and it keeps doing that. Um, so for those who are leading cultural projects or fundraising and trying to do interesting cultural things such as Metro Magazine, I keep going. Like it's hard, but keep going. And especially yeah. when you can actually evolve it over time to have a business model Kia ora, these Sam. sort of things have, you know, they eventually find good homes very aspirational there listen to the panellist Wallace women have been socialised to apologise for taking up space or prioritising their own needs says Mary gosh what a response uh, on that one Nikki Pellegrino and Sam Johnson this Friday afternoon lovely to have you company